Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Pete. Welcome to Wrestle Me Mass, the most <laughs> festive wrestling podcast. I say that I don't listen to any other wrestling podcast. Do, do you so. reckon the, the other podcasts have kind of got involved? They've probably put jingle bell music on there. Yeah, very much yeah. so. I think I, I like that little clip that we've got of uh, Gorilla and Bobby at the top. Yeah, that's you, very you might, nice. You might have noticed that um, me and Mark we listen to Wrestle Me back every now and again, and um, we've said off air mm. we privately do actually quite enjoy <laughs> listening to the show. So you guys are getting a real kick out of it. <laughs> we've already heard it, and when we listen back, we're like, "This is brilliant." We do several podcasts in a week, and this is yeah. the only one I really listen back to. This is actually the only one that I think of as being a podcast that I do. The other <laughs> ones are all like, "Oh, I've got to go and do that." You know, <laughs> it, is, it is a pain, um, and uh, the reason for that, of course, is because we're talking about the single greatest thing ever invented, which is the sport of professional wrestling. <laughs> Exactly, I mean, yes. it, it's, it's a sort of joy to do it. It feeds me. Yeah, it really, it, it, that's... Like, like a prophet at all, baby. <laughs> uh, we are going back to a key moment, dear boy, mm. in uh, the wrestling history. The wrestling the history. The wrestling history. In the wrestling... PWH. We set this up like, oh, this is such a good podcast. Yeah. And, and all that's done is make, make me lose the ability to actually speak. <laughs> um, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Five minutes and 40 seconds, Right. The modern wrestling industry is born. (laughs) (laughs) They change the belt. It changes the lighting. It changes the way that wrestlers look. The way that matches are wrestled. It is Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Shake in 1984. The 23rd of Jan. Mm. Uh, This is the birth of Hulkamania. The birth of the modern WWF. And the birth of modern wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) It's that important. um, So why was it the birth of Hulkamania in particular? Because obviously it's a match between Hulk Hogan and Iron Sheik. I presume they wrestled together before. But Mm. was this just something that had never... The the decibel levels were higher than usual? This is actually Hogan's first match back in the WWF after a, a long break. Right. So he's had a first run in about 1979. He's been on some cards. He's, you know, protected and yeah. he's a big star. Yeah. But he goes off to the AWA and while he's in the AWA, which is a, a federation based in Minneapolis, where he never wins the world belt but comes close, 
he ends up being cast as a wrestler in Rocky Three. Okay. He plays Thunderlips, and pretty much overnight, he becomes the most recognisable pro wrestler in America. Yes, okay. That's uh, why. Over in the WWF at this time, when Hogan is, is in the AWA, they've got Bob Backlund on top. And Bob Backlund is the one of the longest-running, longest-reigning WWF champions of all time. He's there seven years. He's got a very uh, all-American, collegiate, amateur wrestler background. He's very clean-cut. He's not very good on the mic, not hugely charismatic, mm. and he's getting stale. What happens is that Vince McMahon Jr., is now taking over from his father. And he begins looking and says, wrestling can be different. It's all done in territories. There's all these different promoters. What if I could centre this and get national TV, be seen all over America, I'd have the biggest stars, and I'd make the most money. And that's what he's setting out to do. Mm. So he decides that the person who he can basically hitch his wagon behind is going to be Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, the guy who everybody knows from Rocky Three. Yeah. So Hogan is brought back to the WWF in early 1983. And I th- it's a card at, I think, Madison Square Garden. Bob Backlund is in a three-on-one match against the Wild Samoans. And Hulk Hogan comes to his aid when they're beating him down. Mm. And this, this pretty much accomplishes a couple of things. One is that it sets Hogan up as a good guy because he's always been a bad guy in his previous WWF runs mm. and they never really acknowledged the fact that he'd been a good guy anywhere else because they don't like other people's wrestling inf- infiltrating WWF. Right. They are the, the one strand of wrestling. Anything that happens outside is irrelevant. The second is it makes Backlund injured. So what Backlund can't do is have the following month his title rematch for the belt that he's lost to the Iron Shake. And what that also means is that Hulk Hogan can come in in his first match, he can storm through, and he can destroy everything that has gone before him. Right. And that's exactly what he does. Uh. So this is not just a thing of going, let's put this guy over big. This guy represents Vince McMahon's big plan to remould the wrestling landscape under his WWF auspices. Mm. And it's a, a plan which works without any complication or hitch. <laughs> it is he steamrollers. Within four years, mm. I mean, he's basically got his competition down to one viable uh, opponent, which is NWA, WCW, and they are so far beneath what the WWF is doing, they might as well not be there. Mm. It's just an astonishing game plan. And what, what it really is, is it shows the brilliance of Vince McMahon in that as he began putting this together... He chose entirely the right person. And what he does is he destroys everything that's gone before. If you look at people in 1979, like Bob Backlund, or 1980, he was still the champion then, uh, all the way through to 83, um, you could have put Bob Backlund in wrestling in the 30s. Mm. And cosmetically, he might look a bit different, but he could feasibly have been a star then. Right. So 50 years, wrestlers have all been pretty much the same. Local tough guys. Uh, they are, you know, funny, but they're not great on the mic. You see them once a month, you don't get tired of them. Vince McMahon, with one man, destroys everyone's idea of what a wrestler mm. looks like of what a wrestling match should be. So Backlund's been wrestling 35-minute matches, 40-minute matches. This one is, what, sub-five minutes. Bang. Done. You've got a hero. He, he stops wrestlers being tough guys, and he makes them into bigger, larger-than-life superheroes. Mm. Hulk Hogan is, is... When he's actually backstage before he comes out, everything is perfect. So you've got the Iron Sheik. He represents Middle Eastern terrorism. At the time, you're getting a lot of hostage-taking in the Middle mm. East. You've got the Ayatollah saying, death to America. You're seeing the sort of stars and stripes being burnt on the streets of Tehran. Mm. You put that guy in. He is the ultimate cartoon villain, the Iron Sheik. 
You then get Hogan. Hogan comes out in a T-shirt that says American Made. He crosses himself, you know, with a sort of Catholic sort of uh, whatever that's called, <laughs> the spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch. <laughs> and out he comes and he, he is in that dark, smoky arena. He is just this tanned gold, like lump of gold. Just, yeah. A just 30, Like a man who looks about 50, officially. Yeah. <laughs> but he's but he's somehow 31. I don't know how. Mad, <laughs> isn't it? It's mad. mad. You zoom into Hulk Hogan, especially like, I can't believe he's 31. How does that it's, work? And Hulk Hogan in 84 does not look like Hulk Hogan in even like 87. No. He just, he's got a head like a fucking bucket. <laughs> it's just He's massive. got a hair like a bucket. I know that. He's just like <laughs> proper... He looks entirely like he's had his head re-sculpted <laughs> in later years to make it easier for them to do action figures on him. It's just in this, he's got like a huge, big Stone Age forehead, and he sort of looks really dumb. And oh, but Jesus Christ! I haven't watched this match for a long time. This is mm. one of those matches that, when you get into wrestling, it's the one you want to see the most because it's yeah. Hogan's first title win. Right, and you watch it at the time, and you go, "Oh, that's all right." You know, it's quite quick and everything. I absolutely love this match. Well, the I, crowd I, just are so hot for him. Oh, they are ready. They are ready for a change. Yeah. They've been there since 1922. <laughs> <laughs> Ed the Strangler Lewis. And they, they're like, we want something fresh. We want something we can get behind. I don't want someone who looks like, you know, they could be beaten. I don't, I just want, I want a Superman. Yeah. I, I want, want to feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it, and I want a little bit of fucking charisma as well. Like, yeah. Before, you know, you see like, these sort of guys who, you know, Jobbed and, and and this is a TV star. He's a guy who can do yeah. spots on Baywatch and he can yeah. you know he can appear on Going Live and stuff. He's a guy who is just money. Yeah, and that is so. That's why The Rock's big. That's why Macho Man was so big. Yep. Even though they could both go as wrestlers, like it, it's it's what you pay your money for. Hogan is is a hundred percent money. He is. There is no one else around at that time who could have been in that position that Hulk Hogan was and have it work. As well as it did, yeah. He, um, I looked at, I looked at who else was on the card because mm. it just seems like, oh, this is the dawn of the modern era. The match before this was a match between uh, midgets, as they call, used to call it, midget wrestling. Mm. It was uh, Haiti Kid versus Tiger Jackson. Uh, no, sorry, Haiti Kid and Tiger Jackson against Dana Carpenter and Pancho Boy in a two out of three falls midget tag team match. Right. That that you could not set a match before Hulk Hogan's that goes, here is the dividing point between the eras. There are matches on there before, like um, you have Tito Santana versus Magnificent Morocco. Two guys who could really go. But they they go to a double disqualification in 16 minutes. (laughs) People had never seen a match. They'd never really seen a performer like Hogan before. You had your superstar Billy Grahams and your Dusty Rhodeses. But Hogan just comes out like a... Like the Hulk. Mm. It's the closest thing. You, you, never stops moving. Just bounding. Never stops bounding. moving. You, you see the Sheik, and the Sheik is a unit in this. And Sheik is in incredible... Because you always see him as an older man, but like he's 42 here, I think. And yeah. he is beautiful physically. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolute monster. He is still doing some old-fashioned things. Yeah. So he's shouting back at the fans. Yeah, yeah. He's doing that up yours gesture yeah. with his hands. <laughs> like, I, I, people don't do enough <laughs> these days. And 
He, he's got uh, Freddie Blassie as his manager. Uh, the Ayatollah Freddie Blassie. <laughs> yes. I was looking at Freddie Blassie. He was known as the Hollywood fashion plate. Yes, he was. What's a fashion plate? Well, Mark? he used to wear expensive clothes. What's a fa- Why did they call it a fashion plate? I don't. Again, is it for a magazine or something? I, I maybe. think it it's like must a, be. But like again, a, like a thing is... that you would um, make lots of magazines. The plate of the typeset. So, kind I, of so I'm set. like the the um, what's it called? The blueprint of fashion sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. But but again, this is exactly about it, about people who... His, his his nickname is out of date, right? It dates back to steam presses in the 20s. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You know, he's yeah. the Hollywood... Fi- Ayatollah Fred Blassie. Uh, he's the Hollywood fashion plate. He was also known as the vampire Fred Blassie, which is a much is better he? thing because he used to chew on people's heads. Okay, uh, right. There's a famous thing, one of his matches in Japan, uh, about three <laughs> people died watching it. They had heart attacks because he was just chewing on the head of Ricky Dozan. I mean, he was... He was was a really good performer. <laughs> also one of the first elderly performers that they brought back into the fold and then would use in videos at the start of WrestleMania. Oh, where you'd like have a, yeah. Freddie Blassie looking back on his life as a fashion plate and vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it starts with him... I uh, the Japanese. <laughs> it starts with him doing a little um, interview with Mean Gene. Yes. Who was another person that Vince McMahon had poached from the AWA. Right. He was like, that guy's got the voice. This is the voice I want for my national company. So, uh, Freddie Blassie is there and he starts it. I think, you know, Ming Jing goes, is uh, the Sheik ready for Hulk Hogan? And Fred Blassie just goes, uh, yeah, in other words, they pulled a 96er on us. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fucking... He, uh, do, oh, do you want to... Freddie, Freddie, do you want to dance the black bottom and get typhus <laughs> to really get across that you're, you're ancient, that you're 3,000 years old. It's not a beatnik talk. <laughs> I'm going to speak to Hogan in Aramaic. <laughs> Don't. Stop. <laughs> Sheik comes out. He delivers a little bit in, in uh, Iranian, in Farsi, presumably. Yeah. And uh, Mean Gene says, look, Sheik, I know you can you speak know English. Can. We know you can speak English. <laughs> oh, that was no, over-egging what the Sheik manages, isn't it? Hogan! <laughs> it's, it's all over. But... Uh, this is again, you know, it's it, Sheik looks like he fits in this world of smoky arenas. Yeah, and then Hogan comes out, and it's just like he he might as well just be followed by fire. You know, <laughs> that everything is burning down. That everything will change. Well, like, the other shakes, thing it does, shakes boots as well. It's just kind of like it's it really stupid is. boots. That thing where he loads the boot during yeah. the match, where it's like, oh, he's put it, he kicks he's it, kicked it. And, oh, so that nice. means he's putting he's a, like putting a weight like a, yeah. in the. That's never happened in real life. And again, it's the sort of thing that you'd read in a 1930s comic. Yeah. Cats and jammer kids. Maybe if I uh, click my heel, <laughs> <laughs> the ingot will, uh, the donkey's uh, horseshoe will, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I'll be able to have a. Slap up, knish, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm fascinated with how old-fashioned it seems. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What they, they do, of course, is the crowd in this are absolutely lunatic because mm. they are like, holy fuck, this is something new, something mm. really exciting. Their arms are in the air the whole time. They're just like, oh, really? It's like the rapture. <laughs> and they are just going lunatic. <laughs> they themselves will all be replaced over the next five years, essentially right. by younger people. Yeah. It'll be kids suddenly getting into it because mm. of Hogan. So they're cheering for their own demise, <laughs> the death of the sport that they love, uh, the, the, the fools. But yeah, Hogan, doesn't. you're right, he doesn't stop moving. He just, everyone else looks really so- solid and mm. slow. Because Hogan is just amped up. He's just rocking back and forth. He's pointing. He's shaking. He's, it's just perpetual motion. It's fantastic. You don't think of that about Hogan. You yeah. don't think of him as being like the most dynamic man in the room. Mm. And he's just incredible. And then, and then at the end, they bring his... Um, obviously, he wins. And, and they... Um, the, the <laughs> mean Gene says, the, the party has not diminished one iota. Uh, and then two elderly people appear. <laughs> and you're like, it sounds like the party has diminished a little bit. <laughs> Not just that. <laughs> Those elderly people are Hulk Hogan's mum and dad. Yes. Pete and Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so kind of like, I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, yeah, they've still got that kind of hawky nonsense. But then you sort of think, uh, yeah, but he's quite clean cut and he respects his mum and dad and he respects yeah. America and he's just destroyed the dying shake and, and, and yeah. Yeah, they, they have um, uh, th- that little bit where they... they Andre comes in and pours a bo- yes. bottle of champagne. That is the one thing you really notice there is that is obviously champagne because it gets in Hogan's eyes and, <laughs> and it hurts absolutely. him. Yes. And he, he's continually going, ah. And every time he opens his eyes for a split second, it's like, Mars, oh, shut it? again, <laughs> shut again. And then Ivan Putsky, a dinosaur who doesn't realise the asteroid <laughs> is standing in front of him, goes up to the asteroid, says, well done, asteroid. And he then pours more champagne over him. And it's just Hogan, like, wincing. The Rock's dad turns up. Yeah, there's, there's there. Rocky Johnson. Hey, may, maybe I'll be surviving in the new era. No. In a way. Scorched earth policy. Um, Pete and Ruth are there, and, and they get to do a little uh, interview. Um, <laughs> Ruth says, he's been wonderful for the sport, and the sport's wonderful to him. Which is really nice. And his dad is not is not great. Uh, mean no. Gene makes the good point. He says, I don't think he would have got to where he got to tonight without parents. Mm. Yeah, no, no fucking shit, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would just not exist otherwise, you fucking moron. Um, uh, uh, Hogan's dad is not over keen on the, the promo that Hogan then gives holding on to him. His dad's like... <laughs> I'm sure shouting. 
shouting? Fucking off me. Why are you shouting? Uh, many years later, Hogan talks about why this was his favourite match of all time. Oh, right. And obviously, it's such a key match and an important one, the birth of Hulkamania. Mm. I mean, the response he gets before and after. To win the world belt in, like, five minutes, it had never been done before. And to just destroy the champion in the way he did. The, the Sheik actually is brilliant in this match. He allows himself to just be chucked about continuously. Mm. And because he's big, it really, really works. Yeah. It's a real sort of sense as well that everyone in that audience is just going, this is a, a matter of personal pride. Yeah. It's almost like this is the birth of patriotism in modern America, <laughs> where everyone's just like, America, fucking yeah. number one! <laughs> yeah, kick his ass! Um but Hogan <laughs> talked about why this was his favourite match of all time. And it's actually really sweet. So he said, um, uh, there's a backstory to this. He said, I have to go back many years when I was going back to the University of South Florida, majoring in finance and management with a minor in music. After a bunch of years of going to college and quitting to play music several times, <laughs> I finally quit for good to be a professional wrestler. It just killed both my parents. It ruined their hopes and dreams for me. So there was a very strained relationship for quite a long time with me and my mum and dad. Mm. Then at Madison Square Garden, where I beat the Iron Shake, I had both my parents in the audience sitting next to Vince McMahon's wife, Linda. When I came back with the belt, Andre was pouring champagne on my head. My dad and mum came to the dressing room. They both said how proud they were of me, and they were very happy that I'd made that decision to be a wrestler. Oh. Isn't that sweet? It's a little bit like when I played the Football Rumble in Newcastle and my mum <laughs> Did you... Did you less have champagne. your parents seen you do much stuff? No, that's the only thing they've ever watched me do. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that they couldn't watch on their computers. Yeah, it's uh, heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah, they're never going to be into it. <laughs> no, my mum and dad continually say, oh, it'd be nice to come and see Wrestle Me, but then when I'm like, here's the date, they're like, yeah, we're away. Yeah, we're, You're no, going to check too, the diary, see if it... No, 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 I know, you, I know we're away to, then. You, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you, I got it wrong, it's the third. Yeah, 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 no, that's what, actually what I thought you said. So that's definitely the dates we're away. <laughs> um, the Sheik uh, was, was recently... Fuck them, they don't deserve me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bullshit fucking shit <laughs> the um the, the sheik who uh was was the, uh, he did a shoot interview many many years later and that's really where that came from where he spent the entire time trying to sort out uh drugs being delivered to him and getting more and more angry and furious um but he um, uh, he was a, a lovely bit i saw so uh, netflix have been talking about making the hulk hogan movie right and chris hemsworth was actually named as being the person who was going to be okay, playing right. hogan whether or not that's still the case who knows this was probably six, eight months ago. And one of the things they were talking about is, of course, this is a key moment. The birth of Hulkamania is this recreation of this match. And the Iron Sheik just tweeted out, Chris Hemsworth, you jabroni, I swear to Jesus, I suplex you when I see you. Remember who make the Hulkamania and is the real legend of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the Sheik. I'm glad that he's got this sort of branding going on <laughs> that is making him funny. But I, honestly, watching this match, it, it was just, he was the thing that I'd really not really paid attention to mm. and how good he was yeah. in this and how he deserves so much credit. If he'd have basically had a thing where I think he, there was there was something about someone trying to put out a bounty on him and, and you know, he was going to be paid a load of money if he broke Hulk Hogan's leg by another promoter, oh, that okay. sort of thing. And right. Sheik is always a very unreliable narrator. Um, <laughs> he's, he's entertaining, yes. but it's unreliable. Yeah. Uh, even in that little promo he does, he goes, you're looking not Olympic wrestler. And it, he was not. I mean, it's all those sorts of things. He was obviously a very high-level amateur wrestler in a, in a country as well that takes wrestling very seriously. Right. But he... Um, 
He's always been, been you know, underrated mm. for these sorts of things. And watching him, had he not been as good as he is that night, the impact of Hogan would never have been half as big. Mm. And so he deserves all the credit as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's too easy to just go, Hogan came in and was sensational. Uh, Iron Sheik was waiting for him and he allowed Hogan to look like a million dollars. And I thought that was lovely. The, the, the other thing I just did notice, which I thought is perfect about those two the end of an era and the start of a new one is that Sheik who does go of course you know through another few years he's around until sort of 92 mm. in WWE is <laughs> Colonel Mustafa and mm. he, he does sort of, uh, tag teaming with uh, Nikolai Volkov through the early Wrestlemania's in this match, he's wearing his, you know, um, uh, boots that curl up at the end. Yeah. But you can see he's got a pair of really 80s Nike sports socks on <laughs> where they've got the red band, it's white, and then the blue band yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they're showing out those Terry Towling ones. <laughs> I've actually got the exact same pair of those I that my dad those. had. You never see them anymore, you don't. do you? And they come up all the way to tennis his knee. Socks, really yeah. thick tennis socks. He's got them all the way up there and they're poking out the top of his boots. And when you look at Hogan, Hogan... He's, ha- he's got gold boots on and yeah. there's no fucking socks poking out the top of it. <laughs> I looked at that and I thought, that's the key for me, socks. Yeah. When they stop wearing socks, that's the modern era. <laughs> Sheaky <laughs> baby. Lovely. Um, just really quickly, I'd like to do one tiny thing, which is about Roland Bart. Now, mm. Roland Bart is one of the people who allowed me to sort of get interested in wrestling uh, when I was older. Right. Because he is this mental like intellectual so he was uh, wikipedia uh, which i had to go to because i couldn't i couldn't work out what he does <laughs> he's one of those intellectuals who it would sort of go what do you, what do you do what do i know you from and they just come well i mean you know i think that's a question for you isn't it you know, <laughs> do you actually have a job I don't yeah. know. but he is uh, cited as one of the 20th century's most influential theorists uh, his work impacted on an enormous range of fields, including literary criticism, theatre studies and linguistics. Mm. But more importantly for us, he was also interested in wrestling. Right. And in 1972, he wrote an essay called The World of Wrestling. Um, he, he opened it with, and this is not easy reading. I read it at university and I was like, I don't quite follow this, but I think he's saying it's all right to like wrestling. <laughs> and he said, the virtue of all in wrestling is that it is the spectacle of excess. He said, in the ring, wrestlers are the key which opens nature, the pure gesture that separates good from evil. Again, <laughs> I find it hard to follow. It sounds like a, like a, a Jake the Snake um, promo. <laughs> it does. But what he says, <laughs> the line that I really like, and I think actually is, is really key to this match, which happens... 12 years later. This, this is the, he could have been talking about this Hulk Hogan match. Mm. Uh, Roland Bart said, when people suspend their beliefs and invest in wrestling, they allow the wrestlers to become gods. Mm. And there's a funny thing about this where nobody has ever looked more like an actual god <laughs> outside of like modern Marvel movies where it's all CGI <laughs> and you know it's, it's built up for an hour and a half. No one's ever looked more like an actual <laughs> god than Hulk Hogan on this night in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you know? And look, if it's good enough for Roland Barthes, yeah. the 20th century's most influential theorist, it's damn well good enough for you. If you think that wrestling can't teach you anything about life, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah, when, when people are like, oh, you're listening to that stupid wrestling podcast and you're watching stupid wrestling, you say to them, hey, Roland Bart. He wrote an essay called Go Fuck Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should read it. (laughs) Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. We'll be back next time with more Wrestle Me, Massa. Boom.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.